found it. This is the Tidbits Podcast with Dale Lau and Matthew Paul. We're so glad you're here. Enjoy the show. Woo, woo, me bucko. There you go. There's my Irish for the year. I knew you would start the show with that. I just I just knew it. Woo, me bucko. That's all I know. There you go. Anything Irish. Yep. But it's St. Patrick's Day. Happy St. Patrick's Day. So uh, here we are drinking green coffee. Both of us wearing green. Yes, yes, we are. I think yours was accidental, but okay. Because <laughs> you don't want to get pinched. No. You know, we get, no. Because there's always a wise guy that really pinches. Oh, <laughs> and, there's always that person. Yeah. Oh. And it's not amusing at all. No. Of course, they think it oh, is. Oh, it's hilarious yeah. to them. But So don't get pinched. Now, this uh, involving candy... One of California's lawmakers is proposing a ban on addictive used addict additives, I'm sorry, additives used in several candies, including Skittles, Sour Patch Kids, Paz, and Jelly Beans, because they're linked to cancer and organ damage and can be harmful to DNA. Trident sugar-free gum is at risk of being pulled from the shelves. Along with items like Campbell's Soup and some bread brands. Now, come on. (laughs) So, what's the additive? Like, what's in there? Well, let's keep going. Here we go. They're targeting five substances. Okay. All right, here we go. Here we go. Propyl paraben? Paraben. (laughs) Red dye three. Yeah, we can do that one. Brominated vegetable oil. (laughs) Potassium bromate. And titanium dioxide. There you go. Says the latter three have already been banned in the European Union. Not only would this law prevent their sale, but also would ban food products from being manufactured with those ingredients throughout California. Interesting. And you like Skittles, don't you? Actually, I'm a bigger fan of Sour Patch Kids, okay. to be honest with you. But you're not eating them by the pounds every day, are you? I'm not. Okay. Believe it or not, I, I don't. <laughs> I mean, <clears throat> I don't know. Now, we had issues with red dye or something, number three, years and years ago. Yeah. With the manufacturer of M&M's. Red disappeared. Yeah. And uh, it's always been some issue with the red dye, <clears throat> number three, I guess. So, I don't know. I don't really eat any of those things, but when you're talking soup and bread, you know, and again, I don't eat a lot of soup. Maybe. Okay, you ready? Yeah. Paul, propyl, propyl, <laughs> propyl paraben. What is it, you ask? Yes. What does it do? It has antifungal and antimicrobial properties and is typically used in a variety of water-based cosmetics and personal care products. It is also used as a food additive and is designated with E number E216. Propylparaben is also a standardized chemical allergen and is used in allergenic testing. No kidding. So now we know. But again, does that sound like that's good for you to consume? <laughs> you know, I, I don't know. Got all these other agents. I suppose you could eat your eyebrows. Is propyl <laughs> paraben safe in skincare? Okay, here we go. 
Some research indicates that they are safe as used in cosmetics and are preferred over other preservatives to keep a formula stable. These studies also showed parabens did not have any effect when compared to natural hormones in the body. Okay. So, okay for your face, not so good for your gut. Sure. Okay. (laughs) But again, it's like anything. Years ago, you had people, you know, the big chug-a-lug drinkers, that were drinking tons and tons of the fake sugar additive that yeah. was that yeah. was at issue for cancer causing. Mm-hmm. But it was amazing the amounts consumed by individuals. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it was just unbelievable. Well, it's like, it, remember when, when we first learned about popcorn lung? Yes, yes. Remember the that? guy loved smelling the bag. Yeah, so we would pop his popcorn, open it up, smell the bag, and then eat it. Yeah. And he did that every day every day a few times a day pretty much yes he was eating popcorn at least once a day yeah yeah and every time he had to smell the bag yes <sighs> mm. <laughs> now i've got a little overdoing it i uh, mean you know who doesn't like popcorn I, and some don't but are you eating it every day every day maybe twice a day now my dad of course we always grew a garden and it yeah. was like Two and a half acres. So, you know, it was like it was, you're out there, you're hoeing all, you know. It wasn't just a patch. It was, yeah, like, it was like, it was like a mini farm. Yeah. <laughs> and you're out there, you know. And he had different varieties of corn that would mature at various times, so he always had corn. Okay. <laughs> and yeah. and it was like he would eat, and I'm not kidding you, six or eight ears of corn with every meal. Six or loved eight? it. Yeah. Are you serious? I'm not kidding you. That much? Yeah. Dang. <laughs> Dang. That's a love of corn. He did. That's a know. love of corn right there. But it's like, I, you know, I got tired of it. You know, I don't want it every meal. <laughs> <laughs> and heaven help me if I chop one of those poor little stalks off. Oh. Oh, well. Because <laughs> it's found. You think I'll just plant it? Nobody will know. I don't know. Uh, he'll, he'll see it. Sixteen hundred mile row. There it is. He spots it. <laughs> More therapy for Dale here. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not angry about being forced to garden. <laughs> I never got the fun jobs. Right. I never got to roto till. No. I was always a hoer. Yes. <laughs> yes. A manicurist. I'm telling you, it looked great. It was a fantastic garden. But it was constant work. Yeah. And, uh, man, eating that much corn, it's like, dude. That's a lot of corn. He liked it, I guess, you know. He liked reaping the rewards of his garden. I remember when, when my parents built their house. And if you look at the front of the house, there's like this this walkway that goes from the, the the driveway kind of winds around the front and goes to the front door well there's like space between that walkway and the house that's meant for landscaping okay so mm-hmm. you put some bushes there you put maybe some decorative trees yeah. plant some flowers whatever we move in what does my dad do <laughs> <laughs> what do you do Matt <laughs> he decides this is a good place to put some pumpkins. <laughs> <laughs> so he plants pumpkins in this space between the, the walkway and the house, right? Meant for, like, decorative. Yeah. 
And once these things get going, they're they grow. I know. Yes, we had <laughs> we had pumpkin vines everywhere. They were going to be just. It was nuts. It was a mess. <laughs> It's like, it's like, tell me you're a hillbilly without telling me you're a hillbilly. You plant pumpkins <laughs> right next to your house instead of decorative trees. So can, the next year, mom was like, you know, well, we're not doing this. And everything got ripped out. And we put some bushes in. Okay. What you should have done all along. Right. It is 630. We'll take a break for a look at news, weather, and more tidbits on the way. People on TikTok are noticing the amount of protein in dog food, and they've decided to eat it. <laughs> Some people say Seriously? the benefits of fueling a, a workout may be worth eating it and the potential risks. A fitness influencer said that he decided to try kibbles and bits. <laughs> Oven roasted beef with spring vegetable and apple flavors. <laughs> Pedigree's dog food has 666 grams of protein and about 600 grams more than the amount of protein most people should have in any given day. He said the dog food tastes dry and like little pieces of dirt. (laughs) Okay. Mm, Mm. (laughs) Now, before you go on to buy some dog food for yourself, here's some things you need to know. The Actual amount of protein per serving, the possibility of foodborne illness, and what human-grade labels actually mean. Uh, yeah. Experts said that just because your pets eat it doesn't mean you should, but they're going to do it. Mm-hmm. Now, are they just eating it? Yo, Gibbons. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, are they just eating it dry, like on a plate? Evidently. Just- at the movie theater. <laughs> I don't know why. And are you are you getting little bits on the floor when you eat it? <laughs> oh my! I just uh, I do don't you know come why. do you come tearing around the corner when you tear someone up in the back? <laughs> oh, it's time! It's time to eat! Oh, okay, okay. I don't know why people do what they do. I mean, they're. <laughs> You know, I just—it's just weird. This uh, what was that? What was was it? Was it chuck wagon? Oh yeah, they had the they had the little yeah. There they go, the little like like across the floor. Those those commercials were amazing. There's your dog peeling yeah. off. <laughs> then it goes into the cabinet, gone. Yeah. That was my favorite. I wish we I wish we had chuck wagon. Okay. And what was the kind that you put water? It made a gravy. Remember that? It was like you well, put water. Well, that was called it. something gravy, wasn't it? Was it gravy train? Gravy train. Yeah. 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 <laughs> mm. Look at that good eating for old Rex. That <laughs> a boy. Uh. <laughs> Today is St. Patrick's Day. Gen Z will be drinking green Borgs. That's the blackout rage gallons we've talked of before. Yes. Typically, a half gallon of water for hydration, generous amount of vodka, caffeine, and a powdered electrolyte. It recently put dozens of peers in the horse pistol. On Wednesday, Boston University released an advisory discouraging students from Borg binging. 
The bulletin read, many recipes call for 17 shots of liquor. Even if consumed over many hours, this is enough to cause an emergency. Jeez. <laughs> so, oh, you silly kids. Use less alcohol than a recipe calls for. Measure out one shot per hour you plan on drinking. So just to go by the guidelines, one an hour. One an hour. Okay. <laughs> so you're supposed to figure out, how long do I plan on being crocked? Okay, so I'm going to start at six. I'm going to wrap up around midnight. Six so hours. Six shots. Yeah. That's it. There you go. This is a middle school in Utah. Gave sixth grade students disgusting insects to eat last week as part of an English assignment on climate change. Claiming it would save the environment from cows, which were killing the world. They're killing the world, kids. <laughs> Why do you have to listen to your teacher's guff? You know, that's not what teaching's about. It's not about giving us your opinion of stuff. Teach. Shut up and teach the bus. <laughs> School officials said middle schoolers love the <laughs> U-U factor. Mm. Many of them gave bugs a try. Even a few staff members. Many thanks to our English teachers for creating fun and engaging lessons, it said. Those bugs purchased from a commercial site that's safe for consumption. <laughs> bugs are us. Some students were given <laughs> extra credit as an incentive to eat the bugs. The mother of one of the kids, Amanda Wright, said she believed the kids were being subjected to indoctrination into a dark climate change religion. Wow. She challenged the school's principal, Allison Hansen, on the assignment after her daughter found it uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. It's like dissecting stuff. There's always kids in there they are uncomfortable with it. They don't, well, yeah. you know, and I don't think they ever made you dissect a frog if you do, you know, because so, you started off with a worm. You did. You did. <laughs> you had to cut it open and identify its parts. <clears throat> Well, let's see. Then you had you had the one guy that was because you had to like you had to get it was usually a group group deal, right? Yeah, yeah. Depends on the school. Yeah, you only have so many frogs available. Well, we had <laughs> it was a group assignment where I went. Okay, and so you had one guy that did the cutting, <laughs> and another one that did the pinning because you had to pin it. Okay, yes, yes. Because remember, it was like in a metal tray that had like a wax bottom. Yes, yes that's very good. Remember that? <laughs> you remember? Yeah. yeah. See, that's how it stayed with you. You remember that. <laughs> Did you have any interest in becoming a, like a, a surgeon? No. Right. Not in any way, shape, or yeah. form. But really, if you think, it's kind of neat, you know, that you've learned that. But I don't know. The times are changing. Uh, yeah. That's for sure. But if you went home, all right, now be honest. Okay. If you went home as a freshman yeah. and told your dad, who's in his garden, okay, he's in his garden. <laughs> He's been there for days. Just spotted him because he finally came back within reach. He's near uh, aisle number two of the corn. Yes, he's in okay. the corn. So he's been, been working the corn for days. Yeah. You come home and you're like, Dad, I don't feel comfortable dissecting this frog. Wouldn't fly. Wouldn't fly. No. I think I did say something once. You know, I did. Maybe by then I was a senior. I'm going, you know, I'm going through. I said, I'm going, you know, whatever it was I said. Yeah. I don't remember. He, of course, came back. I'll give us something to. <laughs> <laughs> so you weren't allowed to have any feelings. You know? 
So. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> you kept it to yourself. <laughs> you weren't allowed to have feelings. You know? No, you weren't. <laughs> so uh, this, this. Well, I, and I forgot that your dad is is in the he's in the he's in the garden yeah. working on the corn and yeah. he's very angry. Yes, he loves it, but he's very angry at the yes, same time. Yes. Bare chested, bare chested, <laughs> and looking gorillish. Okay, <laughs> it looks like Sasquatch out there hoeing. Okay. Wow. It was just. But boy, he had an immaculate garden. Ah, well, I'll give him credit. There you go. And it was part of that. I helped. <laughs> I helped produce that. <laughs> this an accidental dye dump, being blamed for pink water in one Colorado city. The city of Idaho Springs said staff of its water resource reclamation facility noticed treated water being discharged into Clear Creek, had an unusual pink collaboration to. On the morning of March 13th, they determined the cause of the color had been about 20 gallons of concentrated dye that had accidentally been dumped into the sewer system by a local business. The city said the water discharge from the reclamation facility is likely to remain pink. Yeah. <laughs> oil change. I didn't, I didn't, didn't mean to. <laughs> So it's going to stay that way, that color, it says, through the system. According to ongoing internal testing and observations, it doesn't appear to have caused any interruption to the biological treatment operation. <laughs> but again, you'll see. Pink water. Huh? What kind of business has 20 gallons of concentrated dye just sitting around? <laughs> that just goes down just the Just goes sewer. down the sewer, yeah. <laughs> Accidentally. Yeah. Well... <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Here's a uh, interesting piece of information. A mystery creature triggering a Florida man's home security camera was mistaken for a human hand and an octopus before being identified as a Cuban tree frog. <laughs> Dean Gordon, and it's a long trip, 90 miles took him to get there. Dean Gordon said he was asleep at his Lehigh Acres home when he received an alert from his home security camera at 1.40 a.m. Sunday. Checked the camera footage on his phone. Wasn't sure what he was seeing in the backyard. <laughs> of course, your mind. <laughs> what is that? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> at first, it says he, uh, he thought it was a human hand. No, no, he thinks to himself, looks like an octopus. <laughs> an octopus. <laughs> he said a second alert from the doorbell camera at the front of the home offered a slightly clearer look. He saw the leg and the eye. <laughs> you could see the frog's leg's big eye. Hmm. Gordon posted his uh, footage on Facebook asking neighbors if they could identify it because it must not be common. It's from Cuba. There you go. He is different looking. But um, not quite an octopus. <laughs> No, not quite. This Did you really uh, think an octopus like she's gonna get out crawled out of the ocean, <laughs> made, <laughs> made its way down the street. It could be. And then climbed up his garage. At least it wasn't a crazy monkey. Hmm, it's true. Well, here's a kid that uh, really did something nice. Eight years old. She's a girl delivered 
a massive truckload of Play-Doh to a children's hospital in Des Moines. Took a month for the third grader to reach her goal of 10,000 cans. Wow. That's amazing. Maggie's Play-Doh drive was inspired by her older sister, Riley. She spent two years at Blank Children's Hospital undergoing cancer treatment. Riley's now cancer-free and remembers how playing with Play-Doh gave her a sense of calm and normalcy. So by golly, you've got Play-Doh now, kids. Wow. 10,000 cans. That's really awesome. Yeah. That's really cool. So see, that's a good way to end the show. We're at the end of the week. Now I could go deeper. We've got a few minutes. I could find something more alarming (laughs) (laughs) to end the week on. Yeah. And perhaps ruin someone's day. There is that. There is that. So you could ruin someone's day. Here we go. I got got to do this. I got to. A mom (laughs) is going viral on TikTok after she let people know why she swapped out toilet paper for reusable family cloth. No. (laughs) It's the Romans all over again. No. She prefers washcloths because she thinks regular crapper paper is gross. And it gets crumbly and stuck. <laughs> what kind are you using? The family uses a bidet okay, okay. to wash and then use the fabric to dry off. Mumsy even creates her own cloth by cutting up washcloths and, and surging the edges. They even use a reusable cloth to blow her nose instead of tissue. Oops, she grabbed the wrong one, Ma. When they're out of cloth, mom dumps them into the washer with all their clothes. No extra laundry necessary. Okay. Is that a way you'd go? Man, I don't know. I mean, you don't buy the cheapest crapper paper on earth. It's not good. <laughs> well, well, okay, so the big part of the story is the bidet. Yeah. Which. You got that. It's, it's, it's yeah. hosing everything down anyway. Right, right, yeah. And if you get a fancy enough one, it'll hose it down and then like. Apply wax. <laughs> yeah, it'll polish it up. But it hoses everything down, and then it, it dries it off. Okay. So you get, like, this warm air that's... Oh, see? So you don't even have to use cloth. Right. Is everybody's butt built the same? It seems I like mean, different butts would apply differently as to how well they're reached by this thing. Largest. I think you can adjust it too, so it okay. it you right. know gets where it needs to go. Okay. And again, I don't need to get any deeper. I don't think because I'll I'll cover some creepy edge and fall <laughs> off of it, <laughs> and then be told how gross I am. So okay, I'll leave it there. We'll call it a weekend. I've looked into them. I want you to know okay. I've looked okay. into so, them. Now it's just water, right? It's is it soap and water? No, it's just water. Okay. Now, how's that really doing? You know, it's just water. I mean, wouldn't you like a soapy water combo? You know, know, does it make noise? Does it sound like you're going through a car wash? (laughs) (laughs) And there's little little lights to light up in front of you. That's oh, we're in the lemon wax. Okay, (laughs) right rear end. Raise your head. Uh, but you're looking into it. I've, yeah, because you okay, want one. So, so here's the deal. Okay. You can either spend 
a lot of money. Like okay. I mean, a lot of money. Right. Like two to three thousand dollars. All right, that's a lot. Or you could just buy like an eighty dollar, you know, one you just kind of hook onto your toilet seat. Is it a garden hose? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's it's you know those those um <laughs> those trains that look that you water your yard with it, it looks like a train. It's it's a modified in one of those. Uh, okay. <laughs> no, I don't know. <laughs> Thank you, man. It somehow hooks up with you know it, it's super easy and it hooks up and you. <laughs> okay. I've looked into it. All right, but keep us updated <sighs> and have a good weekend. All right, you too. And we'll do this again Monday. All right. Happy St. Patrick's Day. So long, folks. This has been Tidbits with Dale Lau and Matthew Paul. We appreciate you listening, and we ask that you consider subscribing, leave a comment, leave a like, and thanks for stopping by. We'll talk to you again next time on Tidbits.